This is the Regular Pastor Podcast, a podcast devoted to regular pastors and regular churches. My name is Landon Coleman. I'm a regular pastor at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Odessa, Texas. This is season four of the Regular Pastor Podcast. In previous seasons, we talked to guests. I talked to guests. Here on season four, I'm talking about books, and I'm talking about ideas that you find in books and how those books and how those ideas apply to the ministry of regular pastors. The book I want to talk about today is titled Cynical Theories. If you see the cover of this book, it looks like the title was originally called Critical Theories, but the word critical has been struck out and it is replaced with cynical. Cynical Theories. The authors are Helen Pluckrose and James Lindsay. Pitchstone is the publisher out of Durham, North Carolina. This book is 351 pages. If you take the end notes and the appendix out, it's 269 pages, so it's not terribly long. The book has an introduction. It has 10 chapters, and it is recently published, published in 2020. Uh, just some author information straight off the back of the book. Helen Pluckrose lives in England. She refers to herself as an exile from the humanities because of her efforts to speak out against the problems in social justice scholarship. She's the former editor of Aereo magazine. James Lindsay is the other author of this book. He lives in Tennessee. His background is in math and physics. He's the founder of New Discourses, and he writes about religion, authoritarianism, extremism, he is known, interestingly enough, as an evangelist for atheism. Uh, he is not a theist, he's not a Christian, and argues uh, passionately against those worldview positions. These two authors became, I guess you would say, famous, together with a third individual named Peter Bogosian. Peter Bogosian uh, has an interesting story uh, uh, recently in the news because of his resignation from Portland State University. Uh, but the three of these individuals, Helen Pluckrose, James Lindsay, Peter Bogosian, they became uh, infamous. They became famous when they submitted academic papers in the field of grievance studies and critical theory. These papers were made up. The issues and the grievances were bogus, and the papers were not only received and published, but they were uh, praised in peer-reviewed journals. And then on the other side of publication and praise, the three of these uh, folks admitted that the whole thing had been made up, and it was an attempt to put on display the shoddiness of the scholarship at work in many places of the academy. So cynical theories. The big idea of this book is that critical theory is a poison and a cancer that it ruins everything that it touches and that it harms everyone who adopts it as a worldview. Uh, the book wants to trace where did social justice and critical theory come from, what are they aiming to do in the world, and how can we stop these poisonous, cancerous ideologies from destroying classical liberal society. So if I had to pull out a few important ideas from the book, I would start with with the way that Pluckrose and Lindsay talk about postmodernism. This is straight off of page 31. They break postmodernism down, I think, in a very, very helpful way. They talk about the postmodern knowledge principle, and they talk about the postmodern political principle. And so just reading a few of these things 
straight out of the book, page 31, the postmodern knowledge principle entails radical skepticism about whether objective knowledge or truth is obtainable and a commitment to cultural constructivism. Essentially, the postmodern knowledge principle says we really don't know if objective knowledge is possible, objective truth, absolute truth is possible or obtainable. Connect that with the postmodern political principle that says society is formed of systems of power and hierarchies, and those systems decide what can be known and how, meaning any claim to knowledge of any sort is only a claim to power. Two important pieces of postmodernism. And then the authors talk about four major themes of postmodernism. They talk about the blurring of boundaries, the power of language, cultural relativism, and the loss of the individual and the universal. I'm not going to try to detail all of those thoughts and those ideas out here. I just want to say this is a very, very helpful analysis of postmodernism. And if you're trying to study postmodernism, this is a great way to break it down and to think about uh, postmodernism as a worldview. This foundation stands behind critical theory on a worldview level and helps us understand the various manifestations of theory that are out there in the world. And that brings me to the second big idea. Not only do they do a great job of laying out the worldview of postmodernism, but they also talk about the specific applications of that worldview in various types of big T theory, capital T theory. Theory takes the principles of a postmodern worldview and turns them from descriptive things into prescriptive things, meaning it changes postmodernism from an is to an ought to be. And so the basic ideas of postmodernism get applied as theory in all sorts of different fields, postcolonialism, queer theory, critical race theory, intersectionality, feminisms, gender studies, disability studies, fat studies, social justice scholarship, on and on and on and on. It's the exact same formula of a postmodern worldview, as the authors have laid it out, being applied at different areas of life where they can find oppression. Once you see the template of what the postmodern worldview entails, you can see the pattern of its application everywhere you look in the world today. All of it goes back to postmodernism. My favorite quote from the book comes from page 258. The authors say this. It's a little bit of a, a long quote, but I think it's worth reading. They say this, quote, What is perhaps most frustrating about theory is that it tends to get literally every issue it's primarily concerned with backwards, largely due to its rejection of human nature, science, and liberalism. It allots social significance to racial categories, which inflames racism. It attempts to depict categories of sex, gender, and sexuality as mere social constructions, which undermines the fact that people often accept sexual minorities because they recognize that sexual expression varies naturally. It depicts the East as the opposite of the West and thus perpetuates the very Orientalism it seeks to unmake. Theory is highly likely to spontaneously combust at some point, but it could cause a lot of human suffering and societal damage before it does. This is a brilliant, brilliant analysis of the folly and the upside-down nature of postmodernism applied in all these sorts of 
theories, big T theories. It gets virtually everything wrong, everything upside down. It doesn't accomplish any of the things that it's seeking to accomplish. It actually makes things worse, which is why the the authors talk about this as a poisonous, cancerous ideology. And at some point, it's going to implode on itself. These people turn on their own, and they do it quickly and constantly. Ministry takeaway of this book I just don't think Christian leaders can afford to sit out the debate on critical race theory. Uh, If you have sat it out up to this point, it's time to know what's going on. It's time to read and to think and to study about intersectionality and gender studies and social justice and transgenderism. All of these things are connected. And the forces on the left that have adopted and applied big T theory for their own political advancement They've applied it for the transformation of society. These forces, these institutions, these people are not playing around with ideas. They're quite literally trying to deconstruct life as we know it in the West. This this postmodern theoretical ideology is not something to toy with or dabble in. It is something to expose as dangerous and to run away from. The authors end the book, this is my only critique, they end the book calling for a return to classical liberalism. I would just argue that it was a widespread embrace of classical liberalism and modernism that resulted into our cultural slide into postmodernism. I just think where we're at now is the logical outworking of the combination of classical liberalism and modernism. It's an unstable mixture, mixture and it cannot ultimately come back capital T theory. Now, I do appreciate that these authors recognize the magnitude of what we're up against today, and they call people to be courageous. On page 266, they say you need to have a little bit of courage to stand up to something with a lot of power, quote, end quote. Right now, theory has the power. Classical liberalism, uh, traditional Christianity are on the outside looking in, and it does require courage to stand in defiance to the dominant cultural trends around you. If you read this book or look it up on Goodreads, you'll find it has a Goodreads rating of 4.22. I would give it a rating of 4. I think their analysis of postmodernism and their analysis of theory is fantastic, uh, but I don't think the authors ultimately provide the reader with a viable, better option for how to look at the world and how to combat this poisonous, cancerous ideology. I think rather than a return to classical liberalism, the only hope is a return to a pre-modern, biblical version of Christianity. Pastors, I think, uh, should read this book and books like this book. Pluckrose and Lindsay are not Christians, but they understand postmodernism, and they see how it's been applied to virtually every area of our political life and our civic life and our educational life and our cultural life, and uh, people involved in higher education, in addition to pastors, anyone who's teaching in a public school or a university, uh, secondary students, you ought to read this book or books like this one to understand the cultural waters that you're swimming in. Thanks for listening to the Regular Pastor Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for weekly episodes. Thanks in advance for an A-plus rating, five-star rating. You can follow Regular Pastor online at regularpastor.com. You can find me on Goodreads by searching for Landon Coleman. 
you have a book recommendation or a request, let me know at Landon at EmmanuelOdessa.com. Until next week, this is The Regular Pastor, out.